You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. The stories of Ray Bradbury were no strangers to film or TV. The movie, The Illustrated Man, was an anthology combining several Bradbury stories, while the 1980s miniseries adaptation of The Marshall Chronics was a similar gathering from Bradbury's long-running series of short stories. But what about a TV series that would just adapt Bradbury's prolific science fiction and fantasy output week after week? I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for May 21st. And today we're looking back at the 1985 premiere of the Ray Bradbury Theater, a series that started out as a piece of prestige original programming for HBO. Ray Bradbury Theater was developed for TV by Mark Massari, a bit of an outlier in a career that consisted mostly of producing and writing documentaries, or in the genre of TV movies, based on true stories. But it was Bradbury who took on the task of adapting his own stories for television, something he did for all 65 episodes shown between 1985 and 1992. But not all of those episodes aired on HBO. The first season was designed to be a real television event with big-name talent attached. The first episode alone starred none other than James Coco and Leslie Nielsen, playing a rare dramatic role at a point in his career when he was better known for Airplane and Police Squad. And that was just one episode. Other actors appearing in the remainder of the first season included William Shatner, Drew Barrymore, Jeff Goldblum, Peter O'Toole, and Charles Martin Smith. But these weren't weekly episodes. Ray Bradbury Theater was an event series, so the six episodes appeared at fairly leisurely intervals between May 1985 and February 1986. In 1988, the series returned, with HBO expanding the second season to a dozen episodes, with the likes of Michael Ironsign, SCTV's Eugene Levy, Donald Pleasance, Helen Shaver, and Denholm Elliott. This time, an attempt was made to schedule the show more like traditional TV, with episodes appearing weekly, though with some breaks in between. But it was an expensive show to make, so HBO took a pass on renewing it for a third season. In a moment, how the show jumped from pay cable to basic cable. The Ray Bradbury Theater got press attention and acclaim, but didn't quite lead to gangbuster subscription numbers for HBO. It had, however, gone into basic cable syndication, and USA Network revived Ray Bradbury Theater for a third season, which began airing in the summer of 1989. To bring the cost of the show down, this season was filmed in Canada. Bradbury continued adapting his own short stories, and the third season included A Miracle of Rare Device, The Haunting of the New, and The Belt. Since the show was now operating on a different calculus of cost and ratings, USA renewed for a 1990 season, which also saw the series begin to take one of the stories from the Martian Chronicles with one such adaptation starring Patrick McNee of The Avengers fame. Two more seasons followed, both of which premiered in 1992, a shortened fifth season in January and a 15-episode season premiering in the summer. The sixth season saw another major development as production of Ray Bradbury Theatre moved from Canada to New Zealand. 
Typically, one or two American actors would headline a cast and crew that was otherwise local talent. Stars such as Elliot Gould, Carol Kane, Mark Singer, Shelley Duvall, Louise Fletcher, and Gene Stapleton rubbed elbows with rising stars such as Michael Hurst and Lucy Lawless, who were only a couple years away from their own fame as the stars of Hercules the Legendary Journeys and Xena Warrior Princess. In its own way, the Ray Bradbury Theater isn't just a collection of Bradbury's greatest hits with an all-star international cast, it's also a chronicle of the massive paradigm shifts that were underway in how sci-fi was being made for the small screen, pivoting from one production base to another to keep costs of production down and to keep the show alive. And that may have put Bradbury's stories in front of a whole new generation who hadn't experienced them yet. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for May 21st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.